The views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute legal advice. A podcast is not a substitute for retaining a competent, licensed attorney to advise you on your specific legal situation. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. Our guest this week is a new Jersey-based indie musician who has written and performed a new original song every day for over 4,000 days on his YouTube channel. He currently holds the Guinness World Record for most consecutive days writing a song. Our guests and his work have been featured on CNN, MSNBC, and BuzzFeed, and his Mandalorian-inspired track, Baby Yoda, Baby Baby Yoda, has been a mainstay on the TikTok platform. On January 7th, our guests launched As It Happens, Song A Day, a podcast which gives listeners a real-time look at his daily songwriting creative process. You can find out more about his work by visiting www.jonathanman.net. Ladies and gentlemen, Jonathan Mann is on the Break the Business podcast. Thank you so much for being on. Baby Yoda, baby, baby Yoda. Yes. Yeah. Give, giving the people what <laughs> they you. want right up me. front. That's yeah. That's what it is. I, I, I have to say, and I'm going to try to say this in the least creepy way I possibly sure, sure. can, but <laughs> I have been a big fan of your work from afar for quite a while. I've mentioned you in addresses at NAM. I've blogged about you. I talk about you a lot on this podcast because what you do in terms of you know writing every day and constantly putting stuff out there and you know finding really cool ways to 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 get your work out into the world it's it's really inspiring to a lot of people who listen to this show so thank you so much for giving us your time this week i appreciate that i'd love to uh, yeah I'd, I'd love to hear what you said about me at nam that sounds interesting oh it was a it was a it was a treat <laughs> i I mentioned you right alongside uh, Danielle ate the sandwich uh, the double yeah. clicks and a lot of these you know what i call oh, hyper yeah. creators mm-hmm. sure sure that's um, great. So, and 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 I do love this hyper creation journey of yours. And I I want to begin at the most logical place, the mm-hmm. beginning. On September seventeenth, two thousand eight, you began this journey of writing and performing a new original song every day on your YouTube channel. And since that time, nearly a dozen years later, you've kept that streak going and have written over. 4,000 songs covering every topic from iPhones to Harry Potter to Red Pandas to video games to breakups to my personal favorite subject you've done, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's dissent in the Hobby Lobby Supreme Court Mm, case. Yeah, that was a good one. (laughs) It truly was. (laughs) So how did all of this start? Uh, Did this this project start out as something like less ambitious where you're like, I'm just going to write, you know, a song, you know, every day for a week? Or did you always kind of aim to create something this crazy? (laughs) So, so a quick correction. It was it was January first of two thousand nine. Actually, oh, um, yeah. weirdly, I think you just quoted the date that my friend, who's been doing an illustration a day for about as long as I have, um, he started in two thousand eight, and I think you actually just quoted his date. So I don't, maybe they're, you know, uh, we used to have a podcast together, me and him. So maybe that's where that came from. But oh, you're was, right. Was, January two thousand nine, not nearly as impressive. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> just got to make sure we we give credit where credit is due, and not give credit. Um, it started just as 31 days. It started just as the 31 days of January challenge. Um, and at the end of that month, you know, I was literally, I was just having a good time doing it. And so I decided to keep going. And, um, you know, that was the one time I sort of extended it with a finite end. Like I extended it for a year. And at the end of the 2009, um, you know, I, I still was, was having a good time with it. And, you know, I should mention, I was like unemployed, um, 
I was living, I was literally making a living off of, off of video contests, just like I would enter a bunch of video contests at once, uh, fold it right into song a day and I'd win one or two of them. And that was literally my income for the month. Um, and that's what I was doing for, for like most of 2009, 2010, even into 2011. So, um, I didn't have a whole else lot, you know, going on. So it made sense to keep, to keep doing what was kind of working at the time. It's incredible. And I have sort of a grandiose question to ask you, because sure. when I think 4,000 songs, I mean, that's the, 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 it's almost incomprehensible to think of. And I kind of want to think about what your place in the universe is with all this. Have you ever <laughs> thought about, I mean, has there ever been any person living on this earth who has written as many songs as you has? The answer has to be no, right? The answer is actually yes. I mean, so, so um, there's a fellow in Massachusetts whose name is Matt Farley. Uh, and he, he doesn't do, he's not like a daily thing, but he, he has a different approach than I, than I do. He just writes as many as possible. So he actually just passed 20,000 last year, 20,000 songs. Um, that's Matt Farley. You can find him under the moniker Motern Media. And he, he releases, he's interesting because he releases under everything he releases, he releases under a different name under, so so it's all under the Motern umbrella, but like uh, some of his biggest work is like some of the silliest, like his songs about poop. Um, he has this <laughs> one song that goes poop, poop, poop into a wormhole um, that has like a lot of listens on Spotify. Um, and if you ask Alexa or whoever to, to just play the poop song, that's the song that comes up. So, um, you know, there's, there's like I was saying before, like there's, there's some of us, there we're out here, these these people who just uh, write with abandon. So I imagine a lot of the listeners who have catalogs that don't quite get into the 4,000s are probably asking how, how is this possible? How do you, (laughs) how do you find the time? How do you find the inspiration? How do you just come up with enough subjects to write songs about? Um, well, I'm glad you asked, uh, you know, that, that literally is a subject of my new podcast. Um, cause I get asked that question all the time and, and it's kind of impossible to answer because the answer is, um, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's so, uh, kind of second nature at this point. And, you know, the, the, the answers are very unsatisfying. It's like, where do you find inspiration everywhere? Um, you know, how do you do it? I just sit down and do it. But but what I decided was to start actually recording my process. And, and um, there's been a lot of like different attempts, I think. And, and I've seen a lot of people do a lot of different kinds of ways of recording the songwriting process. And, um, you know, none of them really resonated with me. And I wanted to find a way to do it that I, that I hope is interesting and gives you an insight actually into what it's like. So you know, what I do, what I've done is I've just sat down with a recorder and literally just pick a day, pick a random day, um, usually when I have some kind of idea that I'm starting with. But the, the the trick also is that each episode of this podcast, like I'm starting with something completely different. So, you know, one day I might just start playing the bass and um, another day I might start being inspired from a tweet or a different day, you know, two lines popped into my head first thing in the morning and that's where I start from. And you hear just from like all these different specific starting points, my literal process as I go through writing the song. And I don't know in the beginning when I start when I start recording myself uh, writing the song where the song is going to go. Um, and it's it's kind of a tightrope act, tightrope act because 
the song itself could turn out to be, you know, not that great. Uh, and, and in some instances it did. In some instances you hear me start a song and not and abandon a thing that I spend like a good five or six minutes on um, because it's just not working. In a lot of instances you hear me be interrupted by my parents who are calling or my <laughs> wife is coming home with my daughter or my wife texting me, like asking me to do something. And these are all very integral parts to like making something every day. At least they are for me. And I want to expose not just like the mechanics of songwriting and the nuts and bolts of like chords and lyrics and all that kind of stuff, but like expose the, the real, like um, the, all that stuff, the getting interrupted and the failure and the kind of frustration and the successes of like, of, of just sitting down to do it every day. Um, so that I, I hope now when I get asked that question, that could be sort of my answer is like, I, I've created this thing specifically to answer that question. Wonderful. And that podcast is As It Happens, Song a Day, launched on January 7th. Talking about this process some more, what about the days where it's just not there, where you're just yeah. not feeling it, or there's just so many outside obstacles that there's nothing is conducive to songwriting? I, I remember specifically one song a day you did where you were just violently ill <laughs> yeah. and and wrote a song about being violently ill. So, I mean, what do you do on those days where it just like, where it just doesn't look like anything's coming out and, and somehow you still push through? Well, so there's a whole, there's a whole um, genre of song a day that is just sick songs, songs <laughs> that I'm writing when I'm sick. Um, I could put out several albums worth at this point of just songs that I'm doing about being sick when I am sick, colds, the flu, food poisoning, you name it. Like I've, I've, I've done it. Um, you know, but beyond that, I mean that, you know, that's, that's, that's one kind of barrier, but I mean, there are days certainly where I absolutely just like, it's not, and it's for me, it's not that nothing will come because something will always come. Uh, if you sit down and you just, and you just do it. The main thing that I always try to impress on people is like my method for, breaking through that is just like, is literally not to care about the outcome. Um, you know, and that's, and I, I recognize that that's very hard. Um, part of what makes it easier is making more things. Like part of what makes it easy to not care about one day song is knowing that I have another chance tomorrow. Um, and it sort of doesn't wrap up my whole ego in every single song that I make. I'm allowed to like, just be less precious with each song. Um, and in that way, you actually sort of counterintuitively um, can free yourself to find things that you never would have found in the first place. Um, the sort of counterintuitive truth is like if you sit down and you actively try to make something good, uh, I feel like that's much more difficult than if you just sit down with your guitar, start strumming, start singing and see what comes out and, and not really care about the result. If you read about how many, many, many hit songs have been written. Um, you know, the, the example I always think of is like free fallen was written as a joke, you know, Tom Petty just started strumming. He wanted to make his bandmates laugh and he starts strumming the stupidest chord progression and starts saying about, you know, about Reseda and Jesus and, you know, the highway and whatever. And he was just literally making it up and being stupid. And, um, you know, uh, the producer was like, no, that's really good. And suddenly, you know, it's like his biggest song ever. So, there's story after story like that. And that is sort of the, that's the sort of state that I try to put myself in each day is that I'm just kind of joking around. I'm just kind of fooling around. Um, and, and, and so when I don't feel it, 
that's actually a, a, a perfect time to just be like, okay, well, um, these days, often I just like literally will uh, improvise songs. I'm, I've gotten in the last like two years, maybe I've gotten really into just literally sitting down and improvising the first thing that comes up, um, which yields some really interesting results as, as you might imagine. I can definitely imagine John when I, when I talk to, hyper creators like you whether it's you know the folks who you know write you know somebody like daniel late the sandwich who makes a whole album in 24 hours or uh, artists who can write a bu- paint a bunch of different works in the, in the span of a week or a day i'll often ask them how can you be creative and still create so much work and the response i usually get is some version of i'm able to be creative because i create so much work I- i'm sort of uh, exercising these creativity muscles and the more I use it, the better I get. Does that tend to be your experience with it as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, the, you know, it's, it's pretty simple really because it, it's, it's just about practice, right? It, uh, and um, everyone knows that to get good at something, you need to practice it. It's, it's that that's not like a revolutionary idea, um, but it's easy to sort of forget and it's easy to kind of look over, you know, overlook that, that very simple, truth um but you know um i i can say with confidence that like i've gotten better at what i do over the last 11 years by doing it every day and i would have gotten better um anyway by doing it you know the way i used to do it pre-song a day i I still was very prolific but you know i'd write maybe um five or six songs a month or something and and you know you, you you'll still get better doing it that way but i think you'll get better doing it better faster by doing uh, whatever it is that you want to be doing, doing it absolutely every day, no matter what. Um, and yeah, I think that's, that's, I think that's definitely true. You, you sort of, you, you keep the, you keep the momentum going, you keep the, you keep the juices flowing every single day. Uh, it really leads to a lot of, a lot of good stuff. And speaking of good stuff, one song of yours in particular that I'd like to highlight that is breaking the internet right now and is, uh, has is living rent free in my head and may never leave is your 3974th song i believe in your song a day project baby yoda baby baby yoda the mandalorian star wars inspired song that has found its way onto the tiktok platform and has by my count been used in over 300,000 separate tiktok videos what has it been like uh, being the manufacturer of a TikTok hit? Can you? How did this happen? Did it just did, did the song sort of blow up on the platform all at once, or has it been more gradual than that? I'll tell you, it is wild. <laughs> it is absolutely a hundred percent crazy um, because you know I've been doing this a long time, and I've seen I've had a lot of songs go viral. Um, you know, most of my songs don't actually get a lot of views. So, so they're, they're the ones that do, it's like a big deal. And I, and I sort of know that experience of, of something going viral. And usually, usually here's how it works. You know, and typically I'll go viral on like, very typically I'll go viral on YouTube or Twitter. So, you know, the way that works is a song will go viral on one of those platforms and it, it will exist. The virality will exist only on that platform. This is really interesting about TikTok. So, you know, uh, I had this like Medicare for all song that went viral on, 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 uh, Twitter, you know, that translated into no views on, on YouTube. It translated into no plays on Spotify. Um, back in the day, you know, it was blogs and, you know, you'd get posted to, to a big blog and it might translate into 50,000 views on your video, but it didn't go anywhere else beyond that. Now, TikTok, 300,000 
people using the song in their videos on TikTok translates into, I mean, by, by, by my metric, and of course I only have one data point, but you can see other people finding success in the same way. So I think it's not, it's definitely not just me. 300,000 people using on TikTok translates into 4.5 million views on YouTube, which is by far the most views I've ever gotten Wow! Um, by, by double. And um, one point going on about 2 million views on Spotify, um, which is by far my most listened to Spotify song. So there's something about TikTok. Um, my hunch is, is the age of the audience, although I, I can't say for sure. The, the audience is very young. Um, and they tend to, you know, when you're that age, you're in that sort of tween age, you tend to obsess over things and uh, want to, you know, if they hear a song they like, they want to listen to it all the time. Um, so, you know, that kind of like cross platform thing is astonishing to me. It's just, it's, it's unlike anything that I've seen before, um, doing this. And I really, (laughs) I'm super thankful, you know, frankly, the way it happened was, um, you know, I was watching the show, the Mandalorian. I was like, man, I baby Yoda's awesome. So cute. I really, I really like that, that little guy. Um, (laughs) after the second week, I was like, I'm, I'm going to write a song for him. So made this song, you know, just by happenstance, I was like, I really like this song. I really like how it came out. It came out really well. I think that's another key is that the song happens to be really good. Um, which, which, you know, isn't always the case, but because I liked it so much, I uploaded it to Spotify. And if I hadn't done that, none of this would happen. So I use DistroKid, which is a, a you know music distributor to send your send your stuff to iTunes and Spotify, et cetera. And they have the ability to send it to TikTok. So I just checked the little TikTok box because why not? And um, I don't know how it happened. I assume, you know, tweens were searching, you know, for Baby Yoda. And I assume they what happened was that they put in Baby Yoda song. And I think part of it is like, um, uh, I uploaded it to my song a day Spotify account. I have a Jonathan Mann and a song a day Spotify account. I upload all my song a day songs to Spotify uh, via the song a day account. And they typed in baby Yoda song and it showed them baby Yoda song a day. And they listened to it and it happens to be a good song. It's extremely catchy. And you know, it was, it went viral in the most traditional sense, which is to say, um, it wasn't because a lot of big creators started using it completely it was just because, you know, one creator used it and then another kid saw it and liked it. Another kid saw it and liked it. They kept using it. And it's been a, it's been a pretty linear growth um, on, on TikTok at least since, since I posted it, um, it slowed down a bit on YouTube and Spotify. I knew that was going to happen once Mandalorian went off the air because every single week, the day after the episode aired, uh, I kept peaking higher and higher and higher and higher every week. And then the, the week after it ended, it, it kind of it died down. Um, but anyway, it's, it's, been, it's been totally nuts. It's been absolutely crazy. That is cool. What a, I would always love to hear stories from indie artists talking about getting organic growth in something. And in your case, growth that actually was able to translate into something tangible for you in terms of Spotify uh, you know, views instead of just, you know, something that where you basically just got exposure for it that didn't, you know, create something tangible for which, you. That's which, a is, great story. which is what it normally is. Right. Yeah. And, and I'd say the most tangible thing is the, the followers I gained on Spotify. I went, I, I went from having about 200 followers. I'm closing in on 2000 now, which is not huge, but like, you know, 
that's a good thing to have on Spotify. That's like a valuable, actually uh, actionable thing that that exists where, you know, now anytime I post on spot, post my new stuff on Spotify, all those people will get notified. It'll show up in their new releases. It'll show up in Discover Weeklies and all that kind of thing. So that's actually extremely valuable. It's, it's, it's wild. And I suppose the, you know, for somebody like you, who's creating something every day, if you're creating something every day, it's the greater the likelihood that you're going to create something on a day that's just perfectly timed with the pop culture of the moment and things come together and you wind up getting something like this, which is really you know, awesome. That's, tr- that's true. But I'll say this, like I, I used to go to vi- go viral much more often, actually, you know, back, mm. back, uh, you know, probably 2009, 2010, probably through about like 2013, I would go viral once or twice a year, maybe, maybe even three or four times a year. Um, and then it really died down. And, and, and I maybe have like one, one or two big ones um every couple years i was i was you know maybe weeks before baby yoda went viral i was thinking about how like the last one that really went viral was the hillary shimmy song which is all the way back in 2016 um uh during one of the debates with with hillary and trump and um you know and so at that point i'm i'm always like well i you know i guess i'm just not going viral anymore like i i guess that's just not going to happen uh as much and it certainly doesn't happen as much but listen you know, now that it can happen in this way, it's it's sort of a totally different ball game. And I've actually, sort of, despite myself, have have become absolutely fascinated with TikTok. And um, I have a fan, a longtime fan, who uh, has been like beating the TikTok drum to me for for months now, months and months. Uh, he's like he's become a huge influencer on the on the platform. He's been my fan like five or six years, just this kid. And now he has like 2.2 million followers on TikTok and is like living, he's, you know, he's doing his, he's living his absolute uh, influencer life. It's very (laughs) wild to watch, watch things like that happen. We're really in the middle of something kind of cool with this new platform emerging and the opportunities it creates for indie artists, whether you are a person creating videos on the platform as a musician or someone in your case who's creating music for other creators on the platform. There's a lot of opportunity for independent artists on this platform. And some of those opportunities are still emerging to some extent. extent. We're still just scratching the surface on it. It's it's really Absolutely. cool. So yeah, it's, I, I, it's very new. I want to give you another opportunity here because uh, I, I feel like we cut it short before and uh, to talk about your podcast because yeah. we've often encouraged, I've often encouraged artists on this podcast to start your own podcast. Like we need more musician focused podcast to give other musicians insight into the process and just you know what it means to to be an indie creator in this industry and uh, your new show as it happens song a day really does answer that call it's uh, launched as of january 7th so uh, i'd love to give you an opportunity to really tell the listeners uh, what they're going to yeah. expect from this show yeah for sure um you know so another one of the inspirations aside from that question i always get which is like the the two the two main questions that 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 i feel like i always get are you know, do you start with the lyrics or the music first? And, <laughs> and, um, and then, and then more broadly, like, like, how, like, how does it work? Like, where do you get your ideas? How does the people seem to want to understand the actual functional, like, how do you, how do you sit down and do this every day? Um, and so the other part, piece of the inspiration was this podcast that I love. It's called Song Exploder. I'm sure many of your listeners are familiar with her. If they're not, you know, it's 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 a podcast with with very large, very big musicians, um, 
and they take apart their song. You listen to like how they wrote a song um, via, and the story is told sort of through the sound of the song. So they play like the guitar part and they talk about how that came to be and they play the drum part and how that came to be and they talk about the lyrics and stuff. Um, you know, it's in the past tense. So they're talking about, usually they're talking about a hit song or something and, and, and they're telling the story looking back how it came to be. And I love it. It's like one of my favorite podcasts. I listen to every episode. I think it's great. Um, you know, the thing that's missing for me is like the, the like, it's too linear. It's very linear, the stories that they tell. Like, it was like, well, this happened and then this happened and then this happened. And that's natural. Like, that's how we tell stories. Um, but that's not how creativity happens. That's not like how the sausage is made, I guess. And I wanted to, and I think the only way you can uncover that is like by actually being in the room while the thing is happening. Um, and so, and so that's what I really aim to do. Like I, I aim to make the the podcast that I'm making as transparent and as, um, you know, while still being listenable, like it takes me, if I'm like fully producing a song, it takes me like two or three hours to do it. And the podcast is not two or three hours. I, I try to keep this podcast under 20 minutes. So it's very, it's very condensed, but I leave in, the point is that I leave in all the bits that are like, that you, that you wouldn't normally be exposed to. And that's sort of been a goal of Song A Day from the very beginning, which is to say that every song I've written for Song A Day is, is, is there for you to hear on YouTube, even the ones I don't like, like the bad ones and the, the kind of meh ones. Um, and the point of that is, for me at least, is that like, if there is even one song of mine that that resonates with you where like you're like oh okay that like that's a good song like i really like that song you can look at that and say okay and then there's all this other stuff that he's made that isn't any good and that's true of everyone the thing is 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 you know no matter who the artist is there there are piles and piles of stuff maybe not fully produced songs but like bits and pieces and ideas and things that that all lead to the thing that you you that we get to see the finished final polished project um and it can be frustrating i feel like a lot of the times and it can be demoralizing be like well i can never make something so beautiful as this as this beautiful polished pro product that my that my favorite musician has shown but like if we could see behind the curtain and see all that detritus and the like the flim flam and everything that's out there i think you know i think it uh, my goal is to be like it's just messy creativity is just messy and this is what it sounds like and this is what it is and like not and even in the podcast like not every episode are you going to like the song that 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 ends up being made but you'll hear why i made the choices that i did how i got there how i got interrupted you know the all the all the bullcrap that has to happen in order for a song to to be made um yeah so it's as it happens song a day you can search for it anywhere um you can also visit podcast.jonathanman.net and and you can subscribe via any uh pod podcast app yeah, there as well it's pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts folks yep. uh, as it happens song a day Jonathan, let me ask you this last question before we let you go this week. It's the sure. same question we ask every guest on the show at the end, which is, 
Do you have any last tips to share with the indie artist listeners out there to help them move their careers forward? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I don't know. You know, uh, just be yourself. Just do, just, you know, find the thing that like, find the thing that like only you can do and find the thing, the stories that only you can tell and tell those stories. Um, Don't, you know, we all spend too much time I feel like looking at what other people are doing and trying to emulate um, when the, the very best thing that I feel like any of us can do is, is identify the, the literally the things that like only that are completely unique to us. And very often the things that we um, are, are that we, that, that are most profound that we have to say, we sort of take for granted because they're, they're ours. Um, but if you, if you really dig deep and just say those things and, and work from that place. Um, I don't know. That's that, that to me is, is, is the thing. I love it. We really appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to come talk to us. I, I hope that we didn't take away too much of your time from your songwriting and making sure you get a song out today. If you're really up against your deadline, you're welcome to just take this recording and throw some chords <laughs> behind it. And we'll, we'll, that's fine by us. Excellent. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. Again, you can check out his work listeners at www.jonathanman.net. Jonathan, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks. I really appreciate it. And thank you all for listening to the Break the Business podcast.